This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The PNE well underway, of course, every year. I really love the PNE. I try to get down there every single year. My summer's not complete unless I take one ride on the wooden roller coaster, which is my favorite ride. And I get some barbecue down in the barbecue pit. So hopefully I can do that before the summer is out. But let me introduce you now to a man that you know as an ace political reporter in B.C. But did you know he is also a former carny who worked for years on the PNE Midway? Keith Baldry joins me now. Hey, Keith. Hey, Smitty. Okay. When did you work at the PNE? What years were you down there? From 73 to 1983, 10 years straight, uh, in a variety of positions on the Midway, always running different types of games. The 70s, man. Yeah. What, what was it like down there in the 70s? I think back then it was a much bigger deal. The crowds were bigger. It was 17 consecutive days. There were no days off. Uh, it was... Uh, and I also had a different theme. I think now, I haven't been this year, but it seems to be uh, emphasizing food, exotic foods and weird foods at the PNE seems to be the next, uh, the big latest craze. When I was there, it was things like the Demolition Derby and the Festival uh. of Forestry, which was, uh, again, <laughs> used to get huge crowds near the Midway. What was the Festival of Forestry? Uh, basically, people who work in the forest having races, uh, d- different contests, who can race to the top of a pole. Oh, like a lumberjack course, game. Lumberjack games, yeah. throwing axes, who can, uh, who can chop uh, down a pole quicker than, than the yeah. other. Got huge crowds. I mean, these things were not uh, sparsely attended. They were free. The demolition derby was right in the middle of the PE grounds. It was a figure eight. It was just basically watching guys smash into each other for 45 minutes a day. That sounds like fun. It was they, they should bring that back. I was there as a kid, as a teenager, and it was uh, an enormous fun. It was exhausting, but yeah. uh, made great money as a kid. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a real experience. Really what jobs it. did you do down there? Well, I started w- working for my uncle, who was a veteran carny, uh, my uncle Len. Uh, helping him with the Fool the Guesser game, where I had to guess people's ages within one year or their weight within one year. Oh, the weight guesser. Well, the weight, it was just, it was basically a gimmick to get people to play because no matter what prize they took, uh, I paid less for it than what, what they paid me to play the game. It was either $2 or $5. And I did that again for a couple of years on my own. Then I You mean the prizes weren't worth what to break people it to paid? You, folks. It's, it's the way it works. So you pay me 2 bucks, 5 bucks, depending on what show. So basically you're a scammer. Yeah, yeah, it's one way of putting it. But <laughs> the people also, there's a lot of vanity to it. People want to know how old they look. And yeah. I got pretty good at guessing people's ages. Weights were just a, a fool's errand. You can't really guess people's weights because of their bone structure. I mean, within one pound was silly. But people also would want to, you know, I'd also learn from my uncle different ways of making money, like uh, figure out what someone's name is by watching them walk around the midway a few times and hearing what they're called. And then get the guy over and say, I'll tell you what, I'll bet you five bucks I can guess your name. And the guy's like, there's no way you're going to guess So you mean name. if you spot some kid walking down the midway and somebody says, hey, Pete. Yeah, just file you know, that away. And you'd, you'd file that yeah. mentally away. Yep. And, uh, and my- then scam him. Well, <laughs> and then play them. Okay, but uh, play them. Bring them in, get them to, I'll guess their age, and I'll tell you what, for another five bucks, I'll guess what your name is, or I'll guess where you're born. <laughs> if I, if you open up your wallet and I see your birth certificate or your driver's license, I can glean some information <laughs> off that as well. So after Fool the Guesser was uh, the the, uh, the uh, ring toss, which is just a moneymaker. People are just throwing 
money at that thing. Then the the water racer game, which is where you shoot the water gun into the clown's mouth. Yes. Uh, for for that, which is always a bit uh, guaranteed to get soaked at least a couple times a day from some I- idiot customer who turns the gun on me because he lost. So some was... some pimply faced kid <laughs> exactly. try and squirt you, and they didn't realize I also had access to a water gun. And I could return fire just as quick as they could. Got you cut me. their water water I could, gun I off. I could actually oh. adjust the pressure on their water hoses, and I used to always like to ensure that a l- tiny little four year old, a five year old one, and beat the teenagers and that would just drive people crazy so these games were rigged basically they're not rigged they're always designed to be in favor of the house and that brings me to my last set of games which i played i ran for a number of years and that was various gambling games in the midway i don't gambling. think you oh. see them anymore because they've been replaced by casinos but there was back then there was no casinos and gaming was very strictly regulated and it was tight very closely monitored and so we had games like uh, the money wheel or crown and anchor i think they still got those i games think they might there. still have those but i'm not sure they have the p wheel which was my favorite game or, or the flasher which was a, those are both mock dice games and you get really rangy crowds there and the money's uh, flowing fast and heavy and it's exciting and it's fast and the more games you can get in as a dealer the more you're going to win for your for the house which is you represent the house and that's where again the house is favored because the house uh, the odds favor the house you mentioned that back in that in the day there that gambling was a lot more tightly regulated in the province there were no casinos no. for example back then so was were those games bigger like this may be one of the few opportunities people had to gamble so would they be down there gambling like crazy yeah. on these things other than the racetrack right next door which was called exhibition park back then that was uh, that was the only gaming venture i mean that back then th- things like uh, the uh, sweepstakes the irish sweepstake tickets remember those yeah. that was like a huge <laughs> event that was one of the few times people could gamble so these, what, there weren't even any lotteries back no, then i think it was just the beginning of the olympic lottery in 76 yeah. uh, but no this was pre sort of the the old days of gaming so you had these weird games like the flasher which was two uh, road hockey balls you throw into this hopper and they would light up dice faces and it would pay it was called over uh, over seven under seven. And oh yeah. If, if you yeah. paid, if you bet on seven, it was paid one to one. If you bet on over, it was three to one. If you bet on under, it was three to one. But uh, the odds again favor the house there. The P wheel, which was my favorite, I, th- I think it would be three to one if it landed right on seven and even money. Yeah, maybe that over was it. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. you had it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, I had it backwards. And the yeah. P wheel, which is uh, everybody lines up in sort of a semicircle around the dealer. Everybody gets a P with a number on it, and it's for $2, $5, $10 a bet. You spin a wheel, whosever number comes up gets the pot, except the dealer always gets one bet taken for the house, and the dealer gets a P as well. So the dealer would That's win. the juice. That's the juice, the vigorish. And, vigorish. Uh, and uh, that was just a lot of fun again. Anybody ever catch anybody cheating on All the games? All the time. Really? So in, in the P game, you had to give the P back to make sure you could bet again. And I had to, you had to count, as a dealer, count all the peas coming back into the bottle you're putting them in. And you had to count 16. If you missed, suddenly you only got 15. Somebody's holding back. So I would get people to hold out their hands and and <laughs> the pee would drop from someone's hand. And you wouldn't so believe cheating. how many times a red-faced elderly person, not, you're not your typical young kid or, or you know, a slicker doing this. This was the most unlikely people you'd well, catch. Well, like a cheap. sweet little old lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caught a few oh. of them dropping the, the pee, that, thinking they could hang shame. on to the pee one more time. For shame. And on the on the flasher, people like to move the money around on the on the table to move uh, their money from the losing square to the winning Let square. Let me ask you about the, the rides down at the PNE. There's where- only one ride. The, let me guess. That I count. The wooden roller coaster. Exactly. Yes, it's a classic. I love it. I love it. I've that it. was down there in the 70s, right? That's been down there for a long time. I think it was built in 58. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. No, it was. Uh, I started my day every day at the P&E uh, by taking up 
uh, rides on there a couple warm up rides a day just to wake up. Does it wake you up? <laughs> and especially if it was a late rain, it's just a great way to wake up. And the ride guys were great because I always brought uh, some of the prizes I had. And when I was in uh, some of the other games, I'd bring them to the ride guys, make sure they all had. Um, give them to the guys? Yeah. And they could give them rides. to their girlfriends, uh, yeah. and then you could get free rides. So I got at least two, three, four rides a day. And if you do the math, I've ridden the roller coaster more than 500 times. And the irony is wow. my, my nephew, Taylor, has been the foreman of the roller coaster for a number of years. So it's uh, the family blood is still there. That's an awesome uh, awesome ride. I love the wooden roller coaster for sure. You and I have been talking about, we were reminiscing about another roller coaster that used to be down there called the Wild Mouse. Now, your memory is that it was called the Mad Mouse. I thought it was called the Mad Mouse in my time. but I, I think it was. I've been doing a little research on this. I actually went in the city of Vancouver archives. And in the 50s, when they first set this thing up, it was called the Mad Mouse. So I think your memory is accurate there. And then I think they later changed it, and they call it the the Wild Mouse. But either way, this was a scary ride. It was scary. I found it scarier than the roller coaster. The roller coaster that you know anybody who's been on it knows that you got that first long climb, and then yeah. you just plunge down super fast. That's frightening for people. But the Mad Mouse had these hairpin curves, very tight yes. curves, and and you would it would jostle you, and you were surrounded it was very by rickety. these yeah, you were surrounded by these steel bars. It was almost like you were in scaffolding and yes. and making these tight turns. And I always thought, if you don't stick your arm out here or anything because you could um, damage it or, or stick something. your head out or you yeah, know, be and decapitated. I it. remember running my Fool the Guesser game in the midway and the Mad Mouse or the Wild Mouse was right behind me. And one morning we're setting up and getting our stock out and of course the rides are doing their warm-up rides and suddenly one of the cars on that thing came flying off and oh landed my on God. the pavement. So, uh, wow. Did I, they uh, shut the ride down that day? Yeah, they, they fixed it. I don't, there's never been any incidents there. So they fixed the, it and just kept yeah, taking customers? Yeah, I think okay. uh, it's never really... I mean, it's <laughs> for all the... Every now and then there's a mechanical breakdown, but I think it's a very safe fare. What was that one down there the other day they had a problem with? It was, it was it, the Beast or something. Oh, the Beast and all the oil was spilling out yes. and covering people. People were covered in oil. That's pretty spectacular. And there have been, you know, ride accidents around North America. There's, there yeah. are, unfortunately. But you know what? There's never been anything wrong go wrong as far as I know on that wooden roller coaster. No, no, exactly right. I, they, all, I love all the rides down there, but especially the wooden roller coaster. I wouldn't go on the Beast myself, especially after no. they had the gearbox problems. The other day. <laughs> certain, uh, um, after you ride the roller coaster, there's really nothing else. Let me ask you real quick. You ever see any celebrities down there in your time? Oh, yeah. I remember one of my first days there, Donald Sutherland, the actor, oh. came up to me and wanted to change for a $10 bill. He was making a movie called A Man, A Bank, A Man, A Woman, and A Bank, which was a terrible movie. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> the former Pittsburgh uh, Steeler oh. uh, quarterback, came up and played my people. Wanted to know what, what is all this? He said, you know, just in a southern <laughs> accent. I explained to him. He went, "Hey, how damn!" He said, "I'm going to play this." So I took <laughs> a bit of money from him, but he had a lot of fun. He won a couple of pots. Um, you know, when I was on the carnival, traveling carnival, I had this entire Seattle Mariners pitching staff wipe me out because my game was uh, throw a softball and try to knock two milk bottles off of a, a pedestal, <laughs> and you had to really hammer him. Well, these guys are all fastball pitchers and they just showed up one night with their cleaned wives you and cleaned me out oh, so man. yeah you get uh you get uh, the odd celebrity okay you ever you ever go to the pne still these days just to visit haven't been back for three or four years ah, you kids are go. growing up now but i like you i'd love to go back and at least sample all that new food thanks a lot for coming in all right do it again all right next year. You bet. yes keith baldry global news legislative bureau chief also the former denizen of the and a legend a legend down there in the pne midway